Welcome to the Reader House Author Roundtable, where authors from all walks of life come together to discuss the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of publishing their books. I'm your host, Corey Graham. Join us here every Friday night at 8 p.m. or listen anytime via podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodServe, to name just a few. The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where the independent new authors come first. Big life changes bring along a wealth of wisdom. It's in the new book called Farmyard Faith. It's written by Kinsey M. Rocket, and Kinsey is sitting right here with me now to talk with me about it. Kinsey, thank you for joining me. Welcome. Can you tell me all about your new book, Farmyard Faith? It's a collection of stories from the adventures I experienced while growing up on a farm. I moved there at the age of nine. And from these stories, I then drew biblical applications, character applications that readers can apply to their lives. Hmm. Kinsey, what kinds of readers do you think would really be into Farmyard Faith? Well, my writing is primarily targeted toward families and youth who are looking for wholesome, Christ-centered books. Hmm. I try to write stories, both fiction and nonfiction, that are engaging and captivating, but that also show the truth of Scripture in a practical way. Hmm. So how did the idea to write this book come about? A number of years ago, my aunt suggested that I write down farm stories from our adventures. And I just sat on that idea for a while, and eventually I started writing down ideas with the character applications. So that's how this came about. Hmm. Was this a book that took you a long time to write and then put through the whole publishing process? The total process was about two and a half years because I took some breaks along the way. Hmm. But once I got started on the actual drafting, it was only about six or seven months. And is this the first time then that you've been through the whole writing and publishing thing? No, Farmyard Faith is my third published book. Mm. I've previously written two historical fiction books called Trial at the Ridge and Prisoner of War. Mm. Then after those years of work that went into this book, when you finally got the first copy, you got to hold it in your hands and look at it, what was going through your head? Well, I was pretty happy that it was finished. I guess I was thinking a bit about what people might think and really just glad that through writing, it's a way to share the truth with people that I'll never meet in person. Hmm. And what advice would you have now for authors who are listening and they're just starting out? I think I would say that the written word is very powerful, and we authors are responsible for the message that we give to our readers. And whether a book is fiction or nonfiction, the most important part is what the reader takes away from it. Hmm. So I would encourage others who are interested in writing to prayerfully seek what the Lord would have them to say, to write with scriptural themes that readers can then apply to their lives, and more than anything, to write for the glory of God. Mm, Great advice. Kinsey, I have a feeling that you'll be writing more and publishing more in the future. Is that right? I hope so. I don't currently have a book in the works, but I have several more ideas, and I'm praying about what the Lord would want me to write next. Wonderful. I love how your relationship with the Lord is so inspirational to you in your life. Are there people in your life as well who are inspirational and motivational to you? I have a wonderful family. They've been very supportive through every aspect of the process, helping me all along the way, and that has been a huge blessing. Hmm. How do you write, Kinsey? Do you have a time and a place that you like to sit down and write maybe every day, or do you just kind of write as the ideas come to you? When I have a book in progress, I try to set aside some time most days to sit down at my desk and write. Mm. 
When it's in the idea stage, it tends to be spontaneous conversations with family members throughout the day, just as ideas come. Mm. What happens then when you're sitting down to write and all of a sudden nothing's on the page? The words aren't coming out. You get writer's block. How do you get through something like that? Typically, for me, that just indicates that I need a break. So my most common solution is to go outside for a few minutes and gather the eggs, (laughs) get some fresh air, clear my mind. And when I come back, typically I'm able to continue writing. If I'm still stuck, that usually means it's time to call it a day. Hmm. When you write your stories, Kinsey, do you always know how they're going to end, or do you start things off and see where they go? I always plan out the ending. For a fiction book, I determine who the main character will be, what goal they're trying to accomplish, and the basics of how that will be achieved. And from that, I can do the framework. Hmm. I always want to know where I'm going so that I know how to get there. Hmm. This book is certainly going to be a blessing to a lot of people, and I encourage my listeners to check it out. It's called Farmyard Faith. It's written by Kinsey M. Rocket, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. Of course, you can find this book anywhere, like at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and traditional brick-and-mortar stores. Kinsey, I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking with me today. I had a really nice time. Thank you. It's a real-life test of faith amid desperate circumstances. It's the story told in Stephanie Mossy's new book, Out of the Darkness, a true-to-life account of living through anxiety, depression, fear, and panic attacks. Stephanie is sitting right here with me now to talk all about it. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. Thanks for joining me here tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations for having Out of the Darkness in stores now for readers. Can you tell me what it's all about? So this is my life story of experiencing a childhood trauma and experiencing some mental health diseases and disorders as a result of it. When I was five years old, I experienced a trauma in my personal life, and it just flooded my life with fear and panic attacks and anxiety and depression. And so this is my story of overcoming it through treatments, through my faith, and it was my walk through the darkest time in my life. Mm. This couldn't have been an easy thing for you to write. Did this take you a while to do? It did. It took actually a few years to write. I made the decision to write it. And then several times throughout the process, I thought, do I continue on with this? Is this something that people would want to read? And it took a little bit for me to really take that big leap and say, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to publish it. Mm. That's wonderful. People dealing with all sorts of things are going to be able to find some help in this book. You know, obviously anxiety, depression, fear, panic attacks. What was your target audience, Stephanie? As I was walking through this dark time in my life, I thought, I wish there was a protocol. I wish there was a list to follow. I wish there was a step-by-step process that showed me how to get free from this. Mm -hmm. If I just knew what to do, I would do it. And so As I wrote this book, I thought about people who felt that way, Mm -hmm. the people who didn't want to be bound by this anymore, who just wanted freedom from it. And if they just talked to someone who had been through it before, if they could just hear their story and think, okay, she got through this, here's what she did. And it wasn't anything astronomical. It was little steps along the way, but it's a guide for people who think, I really want to be freed from this, and I just want to know how to get out of this. 
Stephanie, how hard was the decision for you to sit down and write this story, being so personal? It was very hard. There are very important people in my life who are mentioned in this book, and names are changed for their privacy. But there were some really tough topics in here. There were some loved ones in my life that had different opinions about treatments that I wanted to seek or that had good intentions but didn't know how to help. And so there's some very personal things in here. There's some really big family disputes, but I wanted to be raw and real. Mm. And I wanted to show people that we don't always know what to do. We don't always know what we need. And our loved ones don't always know how to help. But there are ways through this working together. Mm. And so it was hard. I spoke with my family before this book was published and let them know you're going to be mentioned in it. I'm going to talk about this time where this happens, but I'm not going to mention your name specifically or your relationship to me. I just want to be real and let people know that these things really happen, but we can get through it together. Mm. Is this the first time you've written or published anything, Stephanie? So this is the first time that I've written and published something, especially so personal to me. I mean, I've had other small writings in the line of work that I'm in, like journal articles and things like that. But this is my first thing on something so personal on the topic of mental health and on the topic, honestly, of survival and recovery from trauma. I know a lot of people out there are really going to be helped and encouraged by this book. The name is Out of the Darkness, a true-to-life account of living through anxiety, depression, fear, and panic attacks. This is written by Stephanie Mossy, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can pick this up everywhere, of course, down the street at your local bookshop, or online at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. Stephanie, thank you again for joining me tonight and telling me all about Out of the Darkness. It was great having you here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. The message of the book I have here is great. Women are extremely important and loved in God's kingdom. The book is titled God's Empowered Women, and the author, Dr. Stella B. Ellums Lawal, is right here with me now to tell me all about it. Stella, thank you so much for joining me here tonight. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's wonderful that God's Empowered Women is out there in stores for readers now. Can you tell me all about it? Yes, it's very interesting. It's an interesting book, and it's a blessed and favored book. Empowered Women of God is If I want to round it up, you know, just to pitch on it, it's a real definition of real women that understand their strength, their power, and their God-given ability in our existence today. God's empowered women, it's literally telling women that the word authority, the word submissiveness, it's not a slavery word. Empowered women, it's for women that really, really, really believe their stand in the word of God. And it's women that it's not only for women, it's for both men and women. Because if you look at the scripture, the scripture says that the man should love their wife the way Christ loved the church. So for you, a man to love your wife the way Christ loved the church, you have to go extra mile. Mm. So a woman, for you to be submissive under a man that loves you like Christ loves the church, It's not a slavery thing. It's a very willing thing because you both are one, not not differently. 
And when God was creating man and woman, there was nothing inferior about it. God created man and made the woman a helpmate. Mm. So it's not, oh, this is bigger, this is smaller. It is for us to walk as a theme. It's for us to walk as one, husband and wife. It's the institute created by God himself. Stella, how did you get the idea to sit down, start writing this book, and have your message published for the world? First of all, I'm married to one of the best. He's an engineer at the same time he's an elder in the house of God. I begin to understand my gift. I begin to understand the position God has placed me in the life of my husband. Hmm. Initially, when I got married to my husband, I always think that he was bossy. I always feel you can't tell me what to do. You can't, I have my money. I do this, I do that. As the Holy Spirit leads, little by little, I begin to pray about it and talk to God that I want a peaceful home. Hmm. I want a happy home, oh Lord. Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, come. And I always preach in the church as I was praying for my husband to change. I prayed for almost a year that God, please change my husband. (laughs) And I begin to see I was the one changing. Mm. The more I pray, the things I pray about my husband, I find out that I'm the one that is, you know, being on the receiving end, changing. And the more I change, the better and the more peaceful my home becomes. So God gave me that grace to begin to sit down, you know, to sit down, to begin to write, think about the word of God, think about what women are going through. And most especially with the counseling that God has given me the grace for, I begin to see a lot of, you know, frictions in the family, disputes and scenarios that are happening in families because most of us women don't know our place and the authority God has placed given to us as women and the grace God has given to our king to be, you know, our covering. So that was what led to my writing of the book, God's Empowered Women. Mm. Did God's Empowered Women take you a long time to write, Stella? Yes, it did. It did because I want to be sure that it's a God-driven book. Mm. I want to be sure that it's going to be, the message is going to be passed down positively, not the way we presently, social media and all the stuff, the way we, we tend to, you know, women write this, this. I wanted a message that it's God-driven, Holy Spirit-given, and it's not just my own thinking. So it took me, yeah, it sure did. It took me time, and uh, I was praying about it, that the Holy Spirit should lead me, and I thank God for grace. And most especially, I was asking God for the publishing house that is going to edify his name, because I didn't want nothing edited in the book. Mm. I wanted it to be all about God's empowered women. Certainly a lot of people are going to be helped and encouraged by this book, and I encourage my listeners to definitely go and check it out. The title is God's Empowered Women. It's written by Dr. Stella B. Ellums-Lawal, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. Of course, you can get this everywhere, down the street at traditional brick-and-mortar stores, or online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble and iTunes. Stella, thank you again for joining me tonight and telling me all about God's Empowered Women. What a wonderful message you have. I really enjoyed our time together. Thank you so very much for having me. The good news of the gospel reveals purpose for a girl's life that seemed aimless. That's the story that's told in this book, Protected for a Purpose. The author, Lolita Walker, is right here with me now to talk about it. Thank you for coming by the show tonight, Lolita. Thank you so much for welcoming me. It's great to have you here. Can you tell me all about Protected for a Purpose? Yes, it's a book that is inspired by the Holy Spirit, actually. 
And I was told to, you know, personally to talk about my life Mm. because, you know, how sometimes you go through so much in life that you don't want people to know. Mm. So I was one of those that grew up abused, victimized, beaten, almost sold into prostitution. So and at the same time, saved by grace, God saved me that I didn't get shipped away, but I was actually in the process of being sold. With this book being so personal to you, uh, I can't imagine it was easy. Did it take a long time for you to write? Yes, it took a, it took two years to write it because I was back and forth and really emotional about it because some things, you know, you kind of bury, you don't want people to know. So it was kind of hard because I cried at certain points in a book, mm. just thinking about what happened. You know, one thing about it, even though I look at all the failures in it, you know, God uses the broken pieces. Mm -hmm. And that's where this book came from because of the brokenness. And no matter what in life you may go through, but you are worth it. And I know that God kept me for a reason to birth this book. Mm -hmm. That's a great message. Lolita, who are you reaching out to with this? What sorts of readers did you have in mind? I look at it like this. I don't like to limit because I feel like it's something for everyone. Mm. Because in life, we all make mistakes. Absolutely. We all fall down. And there's no perfect person, no perfect parent. At the same time, you know, we're still learning as we go through life. Life is just experiences, it's challenges. Mm. And every day is something new. And, And sometimes it's unexpected. So I look at it as if to not target one individual and limit, but to say it's for whoever God touches, Mm -hmm. you know, he touches the heart. So whoever he opens the door up to receive, and if the person is looking to get healing because there's deliverance in the book and there's testimony on how God came and saved over and over again when I was looking at death at certain times and certain points in my life, you know, death all around you. But at the same time, Grace came to save me from destruction. Wow. Is this the first time you've written or published? Yes, this is the first time I wrote a book. Congratulations. I'm sure you learned a lot in the process. What advice now would you have for authors just starting out? Well, my advice to anyone is to keep trying, to keep pressing, because no matter what in life, you only lose if you quit. Mm. If you quit, then you lost. But as long as you're moving forward, you have victory. Great advice. I could only imagine the moment when you got that first copy in, you got to hold it in your hands, look at it. What was that moment like for you, Lolita? Actually, to be honest, I just stared at the book because it's like reality. It's like you're looking at your life. And at the same time, I was overwhelmed and just excited and full of joy and, you know, just thanking God because something came out of my life. Have you given any thought to writing more and having more published in the future? Well, right now I'm still working on my second book. So, yes, I am. (laughs) Fantastic. And a lot of people out there ask, is all that time and work worth it? So to you, what's the most rewarding aspect of being a published author now? Well, to me, it's about saving someone else Hmm. because you always look at your life and think it's so much and that you experienced so much bad this and that happened to you. But at the same time, when you hear someone else's story, it's like yours is nothing. I look at how everything is taking place right now, where there's so much going on in the world. And it's like, okay, God, we need saving, you know. And at the same time, we need love. We need compassion. We need understanding. So this book, I just said, God is giving people hope. He's giving people an open door to salvation, a new life, transformation. 
I think a lot of my listeners are going to want to check out this book. It's called Protected for a Purpose. It's written by Lolita Walker, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can find this everywhere, like down the street at your local bookshop, or online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble and iTunes. It's been wonderful having you on the show here tonight, Lolita. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) The book I have with me now reminds readers to be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. The title of the book is The House That Jack Built, and the author, Tanya L. Orr, is joining me here right now to talk all about it. Welcome to the show, Tanya. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Corey. It's good to be with you. Well, it's great that readers can get The House That Jack Built now. Can you tell me all about it? Well, it's a book that helps us to appreciate, you know, how important our decisions are. Hmm. Because sometimes the decisions we make now can come back to haunt us later. And it also helps us to be mindful of, you know, what you say and what you do and how we treat the people that we say we love. Mm. And a lot of times, like you said earlier, sometimes we ask for things that we think we want, but we don't want what we get. So Mm. you need to be careful about that. (laughs) (laughs) Tanya, who are you reaching out to with this? What kinds of readers did you have in mind? Everybody. It is a book that can speak to everyone If they are going through tough times in their life and they're making bad choices, bad decisions, you know, you need to stop and hopefully correct that. Talk with someone who can give you good advice, because as we know, in the house that Jack built, he didn't get good advice. And he tried to build a life off of bad advice and it kind of ruined things for him. So I think it's for everyone because we can all learn something from it. Where did the idea or the inspiration for this book come from, Tanya? Actually, it, you know, most of the inspirations I get from my book is just an idea. Nothing particular in regards to this book. It's just that if I do get an inspiration and it stays with me for more than three days, then it's going to become a book. So I can't give you the exact moment the inspiration hit or what it was, but it was just an idea that occurred to me and it stayed a while. And now we got the house that Jack built. Hmm. Are you new to this whole thing when it comes to writing and publishing? No. Actually, I have four books available now, Hmm. and I have a children's book that's in production, and I'm working on a fifth novel. So I've actually been writing all my life. I just decided to start publishing a few years ago. Oh, I'm glad you did. Me too. Was this a long process for you, Tanya, from the time you sat down, started writing The House That Jack Built, up until it was published? Well... I guess you can say I wrote the book in maybe about six months, but it took me about another three or four to kind of flush it out and make it something that was worth putting into print, you know, putting out there for the public to consume. Hmm. And is all that time and effort worth it? What's the most rewarding aspect now to you of having this book out, being a published author? Well, I just love writing. I love the whole process of writing. It can be very tedious. It can, you know, it's very involved. But if you are a writer at heart and you love producing things, you will get great enjoyment from it. I just love to write. I always have. Mm. There's nothing like seeing that finished product. Tanya, what was it like for you when you got to hold the house that Jack built in your hands for the first time? Uh, kind of shock. <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, I did this. Oh, my God. I really did this. Wow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was in shock. Happy, but yeah, I was in shock for about a week. (laughs) (laughs) And every time I get a new book out, it's kind of like, wow, Mm. I did it again. Is there anything else in there, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Tanya, you're a veteran of the writing and publishing process. So what's your advice now to authors who are out there just starting out? Well, just write. 
I mean, if you want to write, the only way you're going to be a writer or an author is to write. Mm. You can have all these ideas and you can have all these unctions to what you want to do. But if you don't start, start it, start the process, you never get to where you want to be. If you want to write, just write, just start. Really great advice. Tanya, are you the kind of writer who kind of sets a place and a time when you like to write every day? Or are you the more impulsive kind of writer where you get inspiration and you got to sit down and write? No, I am one of those people that I get up in the morning. I like to start around nine o'clock if I don't have anywhere else to go or anything important to do that day. And I can sit literally at my computer and write for eight to 10 hours a day. Wow. I just love writing. I have my little notebook. I take my notes. I'm one of those people who do longhand. I write the old fashioned way. I longhand it and then I put it into the computer because as inspiration comes, it changes the story as you go along and you've got to be available for it. So I can sit there all day. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> Well, I encourage our listeners to check out this book. It's called The House That Jack Built. It's written by Tanya L. Orr, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. Of course, you can find this everywhere, like down the street at traditional brick-and-mortar stores or online at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. Tanya, it's been wonderful talking with you here tonight. Thanks again for joining me. It has been my pleasure. Thank you very much. Jesus of Nazareth, Our Liberator. It's the name of the new book. It's available now. It's written by Beatrice Francis Carey, and Beatrice is right here with me now to tell me all about it. Beatrice, thank you so much for joining me here tonight. You're welcome, and thank you for having me. It's great that you have Jesus of Nazareth, our liberator, out in stores right now. So can you tell me about the book? Well, there's a lot in there. <laughs> so <laughs> there is really a lot in there. I most probably kind of overwrote everything and I should have maybe kept it shorter. I'm not sure. But, you know, you don't ever know when you're going to get your next one going. So <laughs> then you got the impulse to cram everything that you know in there. <laughs> so I'm sure it didn't come off that way because it's pretty light. It's mm. pretty light. The message is Jesus. That's all there is to it. He's the hope of the world. And I just narrowed all my life's learning down to that. Why talk about anything else? Mm. It's really nothing else that's significant. Like Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, he said, once you meet him, once you get to know him, there's nothing else. Mm. It just hits you. And then there's just nothing else you care about. Mm. You know, you just understand that he is everything. He is everything. What sorts of readers were you targeting with this? Just everybody, really. I, I didn't want to stick to the Christian genre kind of thing. I wanted it to just kind of go all over because, mm. I mean, I realize Christians already got things going on for themselves. And most of them most probably are making videos and writing books anyways or, or writing songs or something. So I really wanted to reach an audience out there that maybe never even heard the name, you know, of Jesus, the liberator. Yeah. And even the Jews, I try to hit on everybody by just putting little things in sentences that would attract just a large audience. I mean, from Catholics to Jews to non-believers to atheists to you got it, just come and prove me type of a thing. Mm. I hope. <laughs> Beatrice, how were you inspired to write this? I've always taken notes. You know, before I even started this, I had always taken notes. And um, so I had about 12 journals full of notes, wow. <laughs> notebooks. I mean, so when I read and I'm a student of the Bible. Mm -hmm. So when I read, first of all, I would start with putting down something that really hit me. I go, oh, I really like that. I got to write it down. You know, mm -hmm. I would make, you know, sort of like when you're studying in college, <laughs> 
you do an outline. You, you read a chapter and then you go back, you outline it and you just hit all the good stuff mm-hmm. because you know there's a test coming, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you've got to know certain things to flip to the end of like, say your course, like you're taking a course in college. Well, you've got to take some tests along the way. So if you're going to be tested, like say on these five chapters, well, then you got to outline it and you got to keep shrinking it down and, and, and outlining it. And then you guess at really what's going to be on that exam so that you can come out with flying colors because there's so much there. There's so much there, right? So that's what I would try to do when I would read and study. So that's how I got started was by taking these notes and then I would be reading outside books all along and be ordering these other books of other authors and I would just kind of see their style and see what they were doing. So I started making little comments under my verses. If I had an idea about it, I thought, well, I got to say this here. So I would just stick it in there. So it just kind of built from there. And I, you know, like I took writing and I've always been writing. I've been writing since I was like, as soon as I could write, as soon as I could write (laughs) cursive. So Beatrice, what advice now would you have for the authors listening out there who are just starting out, they want to get their first works out there? Yeah, because some people say that, you know, how do you do this? Well, you just start writing. You just start writing your thoughts. And I think the best thing to do is just either things that you're talking about and the things that are running through your mind, just put them down on paper. Or you could just really, you know, it's just like talking, only you're putting it in words. Mm. If you want to do it, like if you want to write a children's book, then just write it, you know, and write it when you get it. Because usually the thoughts don't come back to you. So carrying a piece of paper and a pencil in your pocket at all times is really a good idea. And you can just, as the little ideas come to you, just write them down. Just write, you know, just write your thoughts. It's just like as if you were talking to a friend. And if you have a difficult time with it, just pretend like the friend is sitting there and you're talking to them. Or else, most likely, just record yourself, you know. That's a great idea. And then you can take that recording and write it down and go, wow. Did I say all that? Yeah, see, because that was inspiration of the Holy Ghost, no doubt, because he's the one that gives us our thoughts and our ideas to glorify God. Absolutely. And to keep him on the throne because God is on the throne and he wants to be recognized that way. (laughs) Absolutely. Great advice, Beatrice. The name of this book is Jesus of Nazareth, Our Liberator. It's written by Beatrice Francis Carey, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can find this everywhere, like down the street at your local brick-and-mortar store or online at Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and iTunes. Beatrice, thank you again for joining me here tonight on the show. I had a really great time talking with you. You have a good sunny day. <laughs> joining me right now here at the Reader House Author Roundtable is author Patrick Palmer. Patrick, thank you for joining me here tonight. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to have you here on the show, and it's fantastic. You got a new book out in stores right now. It's called Gargoyle Willie. You got to tell me about this. Be delighted to. It starts out with this physically unattractive boy in a Catholic elementary school, and he basically looks so ugly. One of his classmates calls him a gargoyle, at which point his teacher chides the class, then she asks him to stay afterwards for some encouragement. And these words of encouragement, he doesn't forget. As he grows up, he constructs and opens up his own bar under the name of Gargoyle Willies with an apostrophe. And he's a general manager of the bar. goes into some of the things that happen around that bar. One day, his assistant, barkeep, Angie Dulag, she gets harassed by a loud of a customer. And naturally, he's furious. So he pours all his fury on this customer, just simply known under the name Creepazoid, has him thrown out. And this has some big consequences for Willie that he may never have foreseen. Wow, this sounds great. Patrick, how'd you get the idea for this story? 
it originally started off as a short story. Hmm. Personally, for me in the past, my mental life has generally not been too great, like, you know, crying and all that. Hmm. At the same time, I was uh, thinking, okay, what if, what if, say, there's a character who starts off, shall we say, worse than me? Is it hmm. possible for him to, shall we say, have a happy ending? You know, in the sense of being able to, you know, find someone. In innocent speaking, some of it was romantic self-therapy. Patrick, what kinds of readers do you think would really be into Gargoyle Willie? Something to give it a younger bound. I would say, like, the young adults up to the adults. I mean, a lot of it does take place in the context of the bar. And obviously, here in the U.S., a person has to be 21 to go into a bar, which... <laughs> Which is entirely fine. <laughs> now, Patrick, when it comes to writing and publishing, is this your first go at it, or have you done it before? Yes, this is my first go at getting something published. Well, congratulations. Oh, thank you, thank you. Did this take you a long time to do, then? It basically took me, like, somewhere between three and four years. Hmm. I started this, like, way back in late March of 2018. That's when I started what would become this book. Mm. And after all that time, after all those revisions and editing everything, what was it like that moment you finally got the first copy and you got to hold it in your hands and look at it? It certainly was a great delight, although at the same time, I was kind of a little, <laughs> a little stunned that it was so thin. But then I thought mm. to myself, well, Patrick, if you wanted it to be thicker, you should have written more. <laughs> but it still was a great delight. Mm. Have you given any thought to a sequel to Gargoyle Willie or maybe something else writing-wise in the future? Yeah. Well, at the moment, I've just been juggling different ideas. Hmm. Whether there will be a sequel, well, only time will tell on that or whatever my second book is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gargoyle Willie, like you said, was your first book, your first time published, and I'm sure you learned an awful lot along the way. So, Patrick, what advice could you give to authors listening right now who are just starting out, they want to write their first book, too? Well, something reading a lot will give a person quite a substantial amount of education. Also, if you don't want to write and eventually get your book published, just keep going. You know, mm. don't give up. Not even when it feels really tough. You got, you got to push through. So there's some people have the thought in the mind that, you know, writing is easy. That's half true, but there certainly is a difficulty factor in it mm. that will come evident as you're editing and editing and editing. It's called Gargoyle Willie. It's written by Patrick Palmer, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can find this everywhere, down the street at your local bookstores or online at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. Patrick, thank you again for stopping by the show tonight. I had a great time talking with you, learning about Gargoyle Willie. Hope we can do this again sometime soon. I'd enjoy that. Thanks. Pets are so special to so many of us. Author Susanna Rodriguez writes about this all in her new book, My Dog Zippy, and it's out in stores now. I'm really happy that Susanna's joining me right here now at the Reader House Author Roundtable to chat all about it. Susanna, thank you for being here with me today. Hi, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here on the show. Can you tell me all about my dog Zippy? Yes, the dog Zippy is based upon my pet that I had. It's a book about a chihuahua dog that loves his family and protects him. That's basically what it's about. Hmm. What kinds of readers did you have in mind for this? 
Well, at first I had in mind like adult readers, adult English readers, but I think most of all children will enjoy this very much because it's easy to read and they will enjoy reading as the book progresses. It gets longer and longer, the reading section. So it will be like a paragraph and then it goes back to one page and up two pages. So I think children will love this book. Hmm. Was this book a long process for you from the time you started writing it up until it hit shelves in stores? No, well, it was a process, yes. A long process, not really, because what happened was that when I was starting to write it, it dawned on me that people would actually enjoy this and students would tell me when when I first wrote it, oh, you know, I like it. And I'm like, okay, thank you, you know? Mm. Then I said, you know, maybe I should actually publish it. So I was like, well, you know, I'll publish it and I think people will enjoy it. So therefore I published it because I thought that if they enjoyed it, more people would enjoy it. Susanna, is this your first time then in the realm of publishing? Yes, this is the first time. I was not sure whether I should publish it or not. Yes, it is the first time. But you know what? For some people, it might be scary. And I was a little scared too, but it's okay, you know, because anybody has talent, you should show it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And print it, print it in a book. Mm-hmm. What's the most rewarding part about it then, Susanna, of being a published author and having this out there for everybody? Well, the most rewarding thing is basically that it's a feeling of accomplishment, Mm. but also it's you give a service to children. You know, Mm. you want them to succeed in life. You want them to love reading. It's like you do this out of a good intention of your heart and you want people to enjoy what you write. On the cover, Zippy is just so cute. I understand this is illustrated by Elizabeth Rodriguez. Can you tell me about that? Yes, she's my sister, and she's known how to draw ever since she was little, you know, and I've always enjoyed her drawings. She she draws so cute, you know, she draws cute things, but she also knows how to draw realistic things. And I asked her, hey, you know, I was wondering if you could be the illustrator, and she was like, yes. And I was so happy because everything she does is like it's, she does her best and everything. And I told her, you know what, just use your talent and picture it, and I know you're going to do a great job. And She did. And I'm so blessed to have a sister that knows how to draw. Susanna, have you thought about writing more and having more published? Yes, I have. I do have one in mind, a series of short stories that I'm working on. Hmm. I'm not finished yet, but I do have some stories that I wrote before that I'm going to incorporate. So, yes. Susanna, there are a lot out there who are authors just starting out. They haven't written a book. They haven't been through the publishing thing yet. So do you have any words of wisdom that you could offer them? Yes. I think that the first thing is allow somebody to read your work and ask them what they really think about it. Be open to constructual criticism Mm. and then go from there. And if you yourself think it's a good book, don't be afraid to publish it. Don't be afraid to go through the process because you get better and better. Mm. And God gives us all talents and we have to use them. Of course, you do that with wisdom. You ask people, what do you think about my book? What do you think? And then you go from there and be secure in what you do and try your best Mm. in everything you do. That's great (laughs) advice. It's called My Dog Zippy. It's written by Susana Rodriguez and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, traditional brick and mortar stores. These are all the places that you can find this book. Susanna, thank you again for joining me tonight on the show. I had such a great time talking with you. Oh, thank you. Likewise. And I I enjoy also talking on the show. Thank you so much for this. (laughs) Thank you. Breaking the Cycle. It's the new book out in stores now written by Tara Johnson. And Tara is sitting right here with me now to talk all about it. Tara, thank you for being here on the show tonight. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. 
It's great that Breaking the Cycle is in stores now. Can you tell me all about it? Yes, this book is about my life and the different kinds of abuse I endured as a child by my family and friends and how it impacted my life up until now. Mm. Can you go back and think about when you got the idea to write this and what inspired you to tell this story? It couldn't have been an easy thing. No, it wasn't. I was inspired to write this book once my granny passed away in 2010. When I first started the pages, the first 10 pages were so harsh and hateful and mean and I just knew that I wasn't there yet. So I just had to, you know, find myself and bring forth that healing that I needed and be able to forgive in order to write this book. So I started seeking help. Mm-hmm. And once I got the help that I needed, it was time. Mm-hmm. Tara, who do you think could get the most out of breaking the cycle? What kinds of people were you reaching out to with this? For people that is being abused now, those that have been abused and neglected, to let them know that, you know, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Healing is possible. And my goal is to break the curse of generational abuse Mm -hmm. and let people know that they can't continue to sweep this under the rug. It certainly takes a lot of courage to tell your story like this, Tara. Have you ever written or been published before? No, this is the first time. This is my first book. Congratulations. Did it take you a long time to do once you sat down and started writing it? Yeah, it took some time. Because it started to send me on an emotional roller coaster, mm. you know, having to relive and rehab the entire trauma that I endured. But as I progressed through the writing process, I began to heal and the emotions I kept suppressed, they finally were able to come out and it just pulled out on the pages. Wow. And I can only imagine the moment you finally got that first copy in and you got to hold it and look at it. Tara, what was going through your mind then? Man. <laughs> I screamed with excitement Mm. and I called and texted my support system, family and friends and sent out pictures and man, (laughs) (laughs) I was just so excited, Mm. just so excited and overwhelmed. Just, uh, it was unbelievable. Tara, what are the chances that you'll be writing more and publishing more in the future? I have some more things in the works. I have some more things in the works, but you guys have to stay tuned for that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. It was your first time down the road of writing a book and having it published, Tara, so I'm sure that there was a lot you learned along the way. Do you have any words of advice now that you could offer to aspiring authors out there looking to do the same thing? Take your time. Take your time. Someone out there needs your story. Mm. They need to hear it. Continue to pray. Seek God. He'll pull you through it. And it's hard. But you can do it. You can make it through. And it's a long process. Like you said, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And a lot of people have a hard time starting because they feel like it might not be all worth it, all that time and effort. So, Tara, to you, what's the most rewarding aspect of being a published author now? Man, (laughs) (laughs) the reward is finishing the book. For me, it's finishing the book. It was finishing the book. Hmm. And getting the word out there, getting the truth out there. People deserve to know the truth. Can't keep covering this thing up. You can't. And the cover of this book is very special to you. Can you tell me about it? I was walking down the street around my area that I live in, and it was, I think, like November. And as I walked by this gate, it's always a, in the summertime, it's a flower bed right there, and it's so pretty. Mm. But the month of November, you know, the winter, there's no flowers out. And there was this one long rose. Mm. It was pushing through the gate and it captured me. 
it was breathtaking. Mm. And I felt that that was me breaking loose, breaking out, telling this story, being free. That's what the cover was about. Well, thank you, Tara, for using everything that you went through in your life to reach out to help others and hopefully provide a lot of encouragement to them. The name of this book is Breaking the Cycle. It's written by Tara Johnson, and it's published by Fulton Books. Of course, this is available everywhere, like down the street at traditional brick-and-mortar stores or online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and Google Play. Tara, thank you again for coming on the show and telling me all about yourself and Breaking the Cycle. I hope we can do this again sometime. Oh, of course, of course. Thank you for having me. Are fairies real? Readers just might find that out in the new book by Kim Michelle Gerber. It's titled Elena and the Sisters, a Christian fairy tale. Kim is right here with me now to talk all about it. Kim, thank you for being on the show here with me tonight. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's really exciting that you have Elena and the Sisters out in stores now. So can you tell me all about it? Well, it's a children's story about two little girls, actually based on my two daughters, and they get lost in the woods, and a fairy helps them find their way home. So that's basically it in a nutshell. What kinds of readers did you have in mind for this? Well, you know, I gravitate towards fantasy myself, so I think some adults might like it, but I'm thinking probably age five and up would probably be the right age group. Hmm. Kim, how did the idea for Elena and the Sisters come about? Well, actually, that's kind of a sad story. In 2016, my two daughters actually walked out of my life, and I'm still not connected to them. Mm. You know, it's just the whole thing about going to college and finding themselves, and I'm a strong Christian. I think they wanted to, you know, find out what life was all about. So unfortunately, we're not reconnected yet. But Mm. in 2016, I just felt like the Lord gave me this book, and I, I was bored one night, On my phone, I was playing around with my phone and I started writing and the story just unfolded from there. So actually, Elena and the Sisters is chapter one of my novella, The Journey Home, which is being published now. That's wonderful. That will be out later this year. Um, Christian Faith Publishing is doing that one as well. But chapter one seemed to be a self-contained little story. And I'm actually an artist, really even more than a a writer. I mean, I never saw myself as a writer, but I just really think the Lord gave me this story and it's kind of a therapy for me. So um, that's how it happened. Kim, I could tell you were an artist as well. I saw you illustrated this and the cover is really striking. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's my thing. I, I love watercolors. I love nature and I love fantasy. So I've kind of connected. And of course, I love God most. So I've connected all those things into this story. And it's kind of like me figuring out what's going on, you know, in the spiritual realm, Mm. where my daughters are at, what's happening. And so I imagine that the spiritual battle that's going on for their souls is happening. And that's the way I perceive it through this story. Mm. It was really nice to have the book finally in my hands, you know, Mm. like it's been a, a long process, but. Yeah, I think it's been good. And it helps me in my prayer life because it it reminds me that, you know, prayer is our weapon and there is a spiritual battle going on up there. And so I'm I'm just praying every day that my daughters will return, that they'll they'll see this book and they'll see how much they're loved. Hmm. What advice would you have then for authors listening right now? They're just starting out. They haven't published, but they really want to. See, again, I'm not really, I don't see myself as a writer, but I think it happened because, like I said, my story, it's something I was passionate about. 
And I would think that as people start putting their thoughts down on paper, it might evolve. Hmm. You never know what it will evolve into. Absolutely. You mentioned that this was a long process. Kim, uh, about how long did this take you, both the writing and the publishing? Well, like I said, the first chap- it's the first chapter of my novella. So it probably took about a month to write. I wrote on my phone at night, which is really weird. I had oh, wow. my husband and my dog sleeping next to me, and I, <laughs> I would just get my phone out and write on my iPhone, and that's how I wrote the book. But it, it probably the whole thing, the novella, took about a year. Elena and the Sisters, it took about a month to write, and then I started on the illustrations. And, of course, that took, I'd say, about 18 months, the process of, you know, I had to do the backgrounds, and then I would paint the little characters larger, and then I would Photoshop them in. That's how I did it. You mentioned how good it was for you when you finally got to hold that book in your hands. What was that moment like for you? What were you feeling? Oh, wow. It was just just really uh, a great accomplishment. And it's just so nice that now I can hand it to people. And, you know, it's impressive. It, it looks really nice. It's well done. And I really appreciate Christian Faith Publishing, the job they've done on it. But, yeah, it's a culmination of a lot of things. It just it feels really good. Hmm. Kim, this is certainly a book I think a lot of my listeners are definitely going to want to check out. It's titled Elena and the Sisters, a Christian Fairy Tale. It's written by Kim Michelle Gerber, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. Of course, you can find this down the street at your local bookshop or online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble and iTunes. Kim, it's been wonderful talking with you tonight. Thanks again for joining me on the show. My pleasure. Thank you, Corey. We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Reader House Author Roundtable where authors from all walks of life come together to discuss the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of publishing their books. We hope to see you back here every Friday night at 8 p.m. or listen anytime via podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodServe, to name just a few. The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where independent new authors come first. 